0: This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. There are legends around here.
1: He died in my G fucking king of the zombies
0: Even if only in their own minds. <laughs> forgotten, but not yet dead. I want to play a game. Some have tried to stop them. But they keep coming back. Don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. Coming to entertain you. They are the Crystal Lake Soldiers.
2: Welcome back. Uh, This is Isaiah, and this is the Crystal Lake Soldiers podcast. We are continuing our Halloween retrospective series tonight. I am joined by Lane from the Lane Shift and Rod from Murder Moose podcast. All a part of the Slash and Cast podcast network. How are you guys doing tonight?
1: I'm doing lovely. How about you?
2: Doing pretty good. I'm doing. I'm
1: doing good, man. I'm tired. It's been a long fucking week already. It's all like it's Wednesday at what seven o'clock my time, and I'm like. I'm ready to sleep for about three days. So yeah,
2: I fucking hear hey, that.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I feel that too.
1: I don't know why. I don't know why. As I get older, like my body goes, nah, we don't need to sleep. We'd rather just like wake up at three a.m. and have like worry about shit that you shouldn't be worrying about. Shit like that. Right. Fucking
2: so. <laughs> a. Oh god, I hear it. So, uh, tonight we are continuing, like I said, our Halloween retrospective series. Uh, last week we finished off the second kind of continuity <laughs> for the um, the Halloween series, because uh, Halloween is so many different continuities, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, tonight we're starting the remake continuity for this franchise with Rob Zombie's Halloween. Uh, before we get into all that, what have you guys been up to lately? It's been a little bit since I've talked to you guys.
1: Um.
0: Oh, go ahead Ryan.
1: okay yeah uh work work a lot streaming um and just podcasting it's been busy man it's just trying to stay busy so you don't lose your goddamn mind um uh been going through more random weird movies as we always do in murder moose yeah i i my wife and i streamed through all the uh we started watching the scream television show okay and the first two seasons were pretty entertaining and then the third season just like like west craven died during the first season or, or when the first season was coming out i think mm-hmm. the timeline kind of compares um the second season feels like it, it, he still touched that one but man the third season was just not we we my wife and i had like bailed during the first episode the
2: which first is season. funny because that's the one where they bring back the classic look and yeah and everything for, yeah, for I killer.
1: I really like that mask though. In the first two seasons, I did too. Yeah, it's unique and it's not like it. It just feels more original and like that felt like its own little universe, unlike the third one. The third one just felt like a fan film kind of thing. You know what I mean? Right. So. Yeah, well, I agree. So what? What about you, Lane?
3: Uh I mean honestly. For the last few weeks of my life, I have been up to pretty much normal roots, uh, watching movies, uh, playing video games, being at the gym a lot, and yeah, I mean, you know, pretty much it. Reading books, I'm, you know, I always tell people I may sound exciting on the mic, but I'm pretty much a boring guy. <laughs> I got caught up on uh, The Flash recently, which was fun, Okay. and then last week, I uh, re-experienced a horrible horrible movie cannibal holocaust uh which damn it i tried not to mention it here but it's <laughs> a curse to me uh so sorry i uh, sorry isaiah if this doesn't get any views i i do apologize
2: <laughs> it's your fault
1: and i blame <laughs> you lane it's it's all your fault lane i mean we blame ev- anything that goes wrong in the whole entire Slash and cast podcast network we blame lane we're like okay. damn it lane this is your fault but i wasn't even here it doesn't matter it's all your fault lane
0: so. <laughs>
3: Understandable, Understandable. <laughs> You know, I'm just, I'm just like, I'm like that background character. And there's like a whole catastrophe going on. And Rod just points me out. I'm sitting there with like a mouthful of like biscuits or something, just doing some weird shit. <laughs> Juggling.
1: I'm like, it's that character from uh, waiting. It's like where he yeah. at the very end where he finally uh, uh, loses it. And he points at like Dane Cook or whatever. And he's like, and you, you're the worst of them all. That's what I do with Lane. I'm like, I just, everything's his fault, well, even though it's not, it's just, us old men are just jealous of his, his youth and, right. like, <laughs> and Lane Lane looks exactly like The Rock. That's why he's a personal trainer. So they do, if you don't know, so that's why. Right, Lane?
2: He <laughs> had nothing to say about that. Yeah. I love
3: it. <laughs> nothing like The Rock. I do appreciate the compliment.
1: You're um, a personal trainer now, Lane. You have to have goals in
2: life.
3: You're right. <laughs>
1: you're right. <laughs>
2: I love it. Uh, mm. uh yeah. So, like for for me, I've been staying fucking busy because I've been working a lot lately. Yep. Uh, between that and spending time um, with my girlfriend, so I'm I'm like not even home half half the time any anymore. Anyways, um, like recently, I finally started going back to the theaters again. Went and saw the new Candyman, which I actually really liked. Yeah. Um, i I, I like that one a lot. Um, I thought they did we- a really good job with it.
1: Yeah, I had Brian on uh, for Dead of Santa Carla on the podcast this week, and he's, he went and saw it twice this weekend. I haven't gotten yeah. a chance yet, and I said I'm very spoiled because, like, we have an Alamo draft house right by me, and, like, I just I love their we don't f- deal with people's bullshit yes. kind of thing. And the one by me hasn't opened up yet again, and I'm just – I fucking hate it. I'm like, I'm not going back to regular theaters where, like, people are like on their mm-hmm. cell phones and, like – being dick bags and like and nothing happens to them yeah i don't want to deal with that so
2: yeah mine's finally opening up here on the 15th i believe finally so um well 15th of september this is going up i think end of september early october um when you're listening to this so at that point it's already going to be open um, but, uh, yeah, so mine's going to be opening up the 15th of September, and uh, I can't wait because that's where I'm going to see Halloween Kills because yeah. I fucking love Alamo Draft House for sure.
1: It's such a good theater, man. I, I just – I am so mad because there's three in the Denver area and the mm. other two are open. Like, the one that's, like, 20 minutes away from me isn't open, but the one that's, like, a half an hour and, like, 40 minutes away are – and I'm like, you motherfuckers, why are you doing this to me? It's like, Everything that's opened up in my area – like, I have a game store I used to go play Magic on Friday nights. Yeah. there's They have two stores. The one that's by me hasn't opened up. The one uh, twice as far away is open now. I'm like, you mother... Why is everything that's not near me, like, opening up? <laughs> fucking this COVID world we live in, man. I know. This fucking COVID world.
2: It sucks. So. It really sucks, but... Yeah. Sooner or later, we'll kind of go back to normal, but...
1: I hope so. I I really do want to see Michael Myers as a deathmatch wrestler as we for some reason have seen in the trailers uh like him hitting people or killing people with a light tube is like right up Nick Gage's uh, right. alley <laughs> and it just I'm like Nick K Nick Gage uh, was like uh consulting these people on how Michael Myers can kill people with a light tube. I'm like, "Man, man,
2: I tell you what, that fucking saw too in the trailer with the Yeah. Uh, The firefighters, that was pretty fucking brutal.
1: Yeah, that whole thing looks brutal. I just really do hope, because Josh has complained about it on our podcast, like, they better fucking turn up the kill count because they they killed more people in that movie than some of the Friday the 13th movies, like, in that trailer, Mm. I should say. Like, they killed so many people in that fucking trailer. Like, what the fuck are you guys doing?
2: Yeah, well, Mm. they, they did say that this has the highest body count of any of the Halloween movies, so... I'm yeah, I'm yeah. hopeful that we're gonna get some double digit yeah. for the kills. Well, you know, I'm it, I'm expecting a lot of bloody kills, so
1: it's not exact none of the the, the fucking Halloween movies have that big a body counts, right? Like so mm, No you gotta kinda have to go, well, I guess we're I actually think that Halloween two's alright the one H two we're gonna talk about later is probably up there, right? Because he kills a shitload of people in that one. But uh
2: yeah, there's yeah. quite a few people in that one,
1: but he also he kills a lot in this one too because they, they Rob can't resist doing what Rob does and, like right. amplifying everything up to twelve. So yeah, no kidding.
2: <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the Rob Zombie Halloween movies are are, are, are interesting to me because it's definitely you know it's got his flavor to it and everything, and we'll we'll, we'll definitely touch on that here a little bit. Yeah, um, but I, I did want to just retouch on the continuity things with the Halloween series really quick before yep. we jump into the movies. So obviously we've got the first two movies, you know, from 78 and, and, uh, 81. That's like the first continuity. Cause at the end of part two, they had intended for both Dr. Loomis and Michael to be dead. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that was originally one continuity. And then you have three, which is in its own fucking universe, you know? And so it's, it's, it's its own oddity. Altogether, then they bring it back with four, five, and six. You know the Thorn trilogy, which continues after part two. So that brings on a whole other continuity because Michael survives instead at the end of two, and then you know six. You know he just kind of disappears into the night after attacking Loomis, or just escaping, depending on which version of Halloween six you watch. Yeah, and then so that's the end of one con, uh, another continuity. Then you've got. H two O and Resurrection, which goes off of two, so they ignore the Throne Thorn trilogy altogether. So you've got one, two, H two O and Resurrection, which uh, you know, number one, you know, after Halloween two, he, Michael should be fucking burned, but H two O, he's fucking perfect skin and everything. Those hands yeah. look fucking beautiful in those shots when he's <laughs> grabbing the fucking butcher knife. But um, yeah, so uh, you've got that whole continuity, and then they fucked up the the you know the story and that because H two O wasn't bad uh but it was so much like scream because Kevin Williamson was involved yeah. with it so yeah the um,
1: script. Oh, th- it does have one of the most infamous things in the entire screen or I said scream because we're talking about scream uh Halloween franchise though with the the CGI mask oh, which is one of the worst held up things in the entire I think it's the worst like there's like visually that is the worst looking I think mm-hmm. shot in the entire series, which yes. is saying a lot. So
2: it really you
3: is kill a make them CGI. We learned that from Friday of 2010. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> so you have that second, that third continuity and with resurrection after, you know, Michael's house gets burnt down and he wakes up in the morgue, you know? So it, that ends that. And then you have this continuity that we're starting tonight with talking about the remakes. So you have Rob zombies one Halloween one and two which is its own little continuity and universe. And then we go back to basics with one Halloween 2018 and then kills and ends for the final Mm -hmm. so far continuity, you know, that's going on. So this has got a lot of continuity shit going on, just like, you know, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. I mean, it's kind of all over the place with, with the different storylines going on and it's basically choose your own adventure you know yeah. as we're coming to find out as we go through these movies so
1: it's it's the uh the thing where you go we can't stop making these movies they cost nothing to make and make shit tons of money yep uh so w- why would we stop who cares about storytelling i mean it, it's funny because with how badly halloween is held up mm-hmm. with like in just as a franchise it, it, it's gotten it has its highs and lows right but it still is held up like overall better than a lot of franchises, right? Like right. it's it's still way better than the Texas movies as a whole. Yep. It's still way better than like things like Leprechaun and and Pinhead with the Hellraiser movie. So like even with all the bad things and all the, the shit that's been dealt in the name of Halloween, it it's still it's still not like overly terrible as a franchise. So that mm. at least is something, right? <laughs>
2: right, right. Yeah, and I mean it's it's obviously stood the test of time because I mean we're over forty years later, we're still getting Halloween movies, you know, yeah. and people are actually excited now because of what um, Blumhouse and David Gordon Green and Danny McBride have done with the Halloween series yeah. to kind of resurrect it. So it's, yeah. it feels fresh and new again, you know, um, with what they're doing. So it's 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 exciting to know that something that started forty years ago is is going strong, you know, today as we approach yeah. the release of Halloween Kills.
1: It is, man. That movie that that was one of those things that bummed me out real bad last year. Was the Halloween, pu- like being pushed and like that because that movie was ready for last October. Yep. And uh, it's funny, man. I I still can't believe it's happening, but like the theaters are still fucked up. I and mean, we talked about like not all the theaters being open and then et cetera, et cetera. But like they're not. St- I mean, these th- movies still aren't making shit tons of money. Uh, Black Widow didn't make nearly as much money as they needed it to and mm. it th- th- for some reason venom decided they're going to push venom let there be carnage to the same day as halloween uh kills and you're like that seems like a bad idea because that movie needs to make like 300 million dollars to like pull even basically yeah and, and you're going
2: to do it during the halloween season going up against the new halloween Hall- movie
1: with with theaters that people aren't going to see yeah. movies in yeah, so, that's, so that's yeah Lane, I was like you look, go ahead, man.
3: Oh, I was just gonna say, yeah, that's definitely not a smart move. I mean, Halloween season, everyone's in that spooky mood. They just they're probably gonna wanna go see Halloween first before they go see a Marvel movie. As much as I love Venom, Tom Hardy and everything, I would definitely pay a ticket first for Halloween kills.
2: Yeah. And I think that's that's the majority of us that are horror movie fans. Because at first, you know, when they announced that uh, Sony was moving Venom to October 15th, I was pretty pissed about that. But then thinking about it, it's like, well, number one, Halloween kills probably only cost maybe $10 million. To yeah, make. ten. Yeah, It doesn't need to make a whole lot of money for it to fucking no. make bank. I mean, we're yeah. talking $30, $40 million, which, I mean, yeah. the new Candyman pulled that in in one fucking weekend, Yeah, you know? Um. so if you've got a few weeks with Halloween kills even going up against Venom they they can make that easily and yeah. with the anticipation for Halloween kills I, I, I don't foresee it not making money it would take a fucking act of God for this movie to not make money
1: yeah I think it, like it, I, even if this movie gets reviewed and is the worst Halloween movie ever which I'm not saying it's going to be it will still make 30 million dollars pretty easily I think and and make its money back right it's so like it's pretty much guaranteed but yeah it's it's just such a weird time for movies man because the the horror movies are that's one of those things that makes horror movies so interesting because they don't take much money to make no and so you can do really cool stuff and like we talk about a lot of independent movies on murder boost and it's like, you'll, you see movies that are like a million dollars, less than a million dollars and still re- do really cool stuff. And it's just, I think that oh, it, no. it lower budgets. I f- always feel like push movies to be a uh, horror movies, especially to be more inventive. And mm-hmm. it, it ends up with a higher quality product a lot of the time because of it. And that is, uh, It's why these Halloween in the there were I don't know if there was any CGI in the in Halloween the the 2018 besides the fire I hate I hate CGI fire by the way but like yeah it makes sense because you're you don't want to burn things down and hurt people but right I mean we know what happened to Kane Hodder after being set on fire for 45 seconds uh, right (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. Uh, number seven of Friday the 13th so yeah.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. it's amazing what you can do with a, with a smaller budget, like you were saying. Because even think of like a movie like Terrifier that only costs like eight hundred thousand dollars to make. Yeah, and yeah. it spawned this whole new fucking franchise, you know. And yeah, they did a absolutely. lot with that eight hundred thousand dollars. I mean the 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 work that they did with fucking makeup in that movie was oh, fucking great.
1: And that movie still has one of the most like f- what the fuck ever things of the the saw scene. I don't want to go into it after yeah. like that because I, I still feel like Terrifier is one of those movies is criminally underseen, and for a couple of reasons: one, people hate clowns, mm-hmm. um, but two, that movie oh, is like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. So yeah, you, you probably don't like art very much, Elaine. Uh, um, but two oh, men, he's
3: cool. He, I'm just afraid of him.
1: Dude, he's terrifying. I mean, terrifier is a fucking perfect name for that movie. But yeah, it's oh, yeah. I mean, you talk about that, you talk about the 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 hatchet movies that were all had like really small budgets, right? Um yep. you can do a lot with it's horror so slashers. Yeah.
2: Agreed. Yeah, no.
3: I mean, um, you know, and the one thing I, you know, and here's the thing, is I always like to say, um, I even talked about on my show a few times, is the one thing I'm really hoping out of, especially Halloween Kills, is we go back to more uh, special effects and not so much CGI. I'm not a very big CGI fan, and the reason why is because it's. I feel like it's very overused. Like mm-hmm. Star Wars, like there are some times where I've like went back and watched a Star Wars movie, like Episode One, for example. I'm like, damn, there's so much CGI. I'm like, this is like a little hard to watch, and like especially like uh like Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, 2010 edition, the remake.
2: Ugh. CGI was, what What? What are we talking about because i don't believe there was a nightmare on elm street from 2010
1: yeah i don't think i think you're imagining things lane the same like um, i'm glad that they never made a uh sequel to the thing because if they would have done that with cgi i i might have cried a yeah. lot a right lot
3: 2012 oh, no, lane stop making things it. up
1: lane none of these things you're talking about <laughs> exist there was no 2010 nightmare. There was no uh thing in 2012, whatever it was. No, 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 never, never happened.
3: CGI yeah, Freddy is real. Tell your therapist. <laughs> no,
1: no,
2: no, yes. not That's my Freddy. Yes.
1: Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, man, poor Jackie. Jackie, I feel he like he, he was a great fucked. He
2: yeah. was a great choice for Freddy. It's just everything with the movie just was yeah. Yeah. fucked him over basically with with. Yeah and being able I, to play a character
3: you know and i think the directing points were on par i really love some of the lighting the shadowing and all that i think it was phenomenal i really do but part of it is the problem was again just a cgi killer you know unless it's a real deal creature i can understand like alien but i mean like even predator though was not cgi he was a phenomenal stuntman who just like kane he wore his suit. He ran through the jungle and everything on strings and everything. I mean, he was phenomenal. Yeah. So, I mean, why make Freddy, who's not having to climb and jump and spruce around, why CGI him? You know, like, yeah. that's like making a CGI of Michael Myers. That's like, and I mean, they did his mask, but they didn't completely do him yet.
2: Yeah, they <laughs> never had to CGI Robert, you know, to yeah. get his fucking makeup to look good.
1: Yeah, I you know? a- just yeah. yeah. I hate the the amount of stupid shit they've done with CGI and movies. Did you ever know that they paid $5,000? This is one of those internet things to have the opening scene of John Wick where his little puppies going out the yard to shit. They literally CGI'd in dog shit. And I'm like, are you guys like this? Is why Hollywood is what it is because you're fucking morons with money. Why? Why? $5,000 CGI dog turd.
2: It's so fucking stupid.
1: And I will say that this, this I don't think there's any CG in either one of these uh, zombie movies like his Halloween movies. I don't think there's any. Which no. It's I don't know if I've ever yeah. seen zombie use any CG like
2: he. There was some in, in three from hell. But I mean, that, that's it? because the budget was so low, yeah. you know, because um, there's yeah. there is some noticeable CGI in, in, in that movie for sure. Yeah. I
1: haven't. That movie just uh, like didn't stick in my head all that much. I'm not saying it was bad. It just didn't like. It's. I, I bet there was probably a little CG in in Lords of Salem too. Mm-hmm. But yeah,
2: yeah.
3: Not a real big fan of Lords of Salem, to be quite honest with you. Just like oh, man. Uh,
1: Lords just of Salem is like- probably too. my favorite zombie movie outside of The Devil's Rejects. I love yeah. that fucking movie. That movie's just weird right. and cool, which will yeah. be. Which will be why I have my opinions about H two, and I think it has something to do with loving Lords of Salem. So, okay, all right,
3: yeah, no, I mean, Lords of Salem is not bad. Um, It's just it is a weird and cool movie. That's why I just when I say I'm not a big fan of it, it means like it's good. I watched it. I didn't have any negative thoughts about it, but I'm just like I will probably never rewatch this again. Yeah, that's
2: kind of how I thought about it. I didn't hate Lords of Salem, but it was just kind of one of those movies. Like, "Ah, all right, I saw it.
3: Yeah. But I mean, you know, for a lot, lot of zombies work, uh, I'm, you know, I love it. I really do. You know, um, even like, you know, we're talking about Rob Zombie's Halloween. A lot of people throw popcorn and breadcrumbs and tomatoes at me. But you know what? I say I love it. I do. It's one of my favorite Halloweens.
1: Uh, Lane, when did someone throw a tomato at you? That's what I really want to know. I want evidence you, of this. Rob.
3: I know it was you. I know it was
1: you. <laughs> it wasn't me. I swear. I swear.
3: Hmm. I, I heard you. You said... Get that bastard, and he threw a tomato at me. <laughs> man, I know It's in the man, Discord.
1: <laughs> man, I have to say though, I think that one of the most interesting things about this movie is that it was—I never knew until like like a, the last couple of years how bad Har- Harvey Weinstein was. Mm-hmm. And you hear from Zombie how bad working with him was, and like, and what it really entailed. Because I feel like uh, Weinstein was why. Halloween, the first one of these two was so similar to the original in like plot structure and, and, uh and, you know, how it was set up because I think Weinstein had a lot to do with that. And I think that's why I think zombie might've zombie probably overcorrected too much in the sequel, but like, it, it's, it's weird now because we don't know what Harvey Weinstein did and then, and how big of a piece of shit he was, but like, mm-hmm. It's, it's, I've talked about it before, but I hate studios and producers and shit just fucking with filmmakers and their creative ideas because, I mean, Zombie didn't do, this was like, the, the two Halloween movies were his last, like, studio movies for a while, right? Like, he didn't do another studio movie until um, this Monsters movie he's doing. Like Yeah. I, 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 Harvey fucked him up, like, and, and it made him, like, not want to do like like studio films anymore it kind of reminds me of what you know carpenter early on right like carpenter kind of had a similar thing right where he was early in his career he's having doing littler movies that were studio movies like and then then they came out and did them for a while and and then stopped doing studio movies right because and so it's that same kind of thing it's like the studios just can fuck with the, the vision. And I don't understand why you hire someone and then go, Oh, but we're going to do your job for you. doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Right. So.
2: No, I agree. But without any further ado, why don't we go ahead and uh, jump into talking about Rob zombies Halloween
0: inside every one of us. There exists a dark side. Most people rise above it, but some are consumed by it.
3: Michael?
0: Until there is nothing left but pure evil. Behind these eyes, one finds only darkness. These are the eyes of a psychopath. Rob Zombie unleashes an extreme vision of terror and reinvents a legend.
2: Halloween. All right, so Rob Zombie's Halloween was released on August 31st, 2007, obviously directed by Rob Zombie. Now the cast, they had a, actually quite a good cast. Uh, they had quite a few people yeah. in this movie because obviously you had Sherry Moon in here, his wife, because she's in every movie of his yeah. um, as Michael's mother. Yeah, Malcolm McDowell as as Doctor Loomis, which I don't think there could have been a better person to play Doctor Loomis. Honestly, yeah, um, I, I I actually really liked his portrayal. Um, not as good as Donald Pleasance, but uh, you know, for having to pick somebody to be Loomis, I, 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 I don't think they did a bad job with picking him yep. for it. Yeah, uh, Tyler Maine as Michael Myers in in this uh, the adult version of Michael Myers because he's fucking tall as shit and made it more look more menacing. Yeah. You know, with him in in. You know, taking over the, the coveralls and the mask. Uh you had Scott Taylor Compton as Laurie Strow Daniel Harris as Annie, and then obviously you had Brad Dourif as Sheriff Brackett, which I fucking love him as Sheriff Brackett in both of these movies.
1: Yeah, he's one of the highlights of both these movies. Mm-hmm. And you even have like Bill Mosley is like yep. one of the the paramedics, uh uh like like at the end of the movie, right? Is where he's from the guy Oh, is there a second one where you Zach. Okay. Yeah. He's Zach Z Man Garrett in this I don't know which one that is, but he's a paramedic in two, then, right?
2: No, he was supposed to be in two, but oh. there was issues and he walked on because he was supposed to play um, what's his face? The, the, uh, the bouncer from the rabbit and red, um, oh,
1: oh, the strip club. Yeah. yeah.
2: But there was issues with that. And so he walked on, on the roll and they had to get somebody else yeah. to play that. So that,
1: we'll talk about it with that too. Yeah. When we talk about two, but the, the, the shooting of two was supposed to be a, they like one was a bad experience, right. For mm-hmm. all these guys. And then two was supposed to be way fucking worse, which fucking, it makes it even like more makes sense why that movie is the way it is. But right. Yeah, the cast is fucking fantastic. I uh I I think that the biggest my biggest problem with there I have two really big problems with this movie. And mm-hmm. it, it this is kind of why I've diverged in my opinion on both these movies a little bit. But I zombies embracing of real terrible characters just it it makes the opening third especially of this movie hard to like really get into because I, I agree. They take that really tight opener from the original and they make it 20 minutes long or whatever it was. And like, and they age Michael up. I mean, Michael went from being six in the original in the opener to being 10, which also I feel like it, it like it fucks with the legend of what, like the zombie went with like stereotypical psychopath, like as a kid, right? Like, Like, oh, he kills cats, and he does this and that. And, like, it just – I think it fucks with a – I think a six-year-old stabbing two people out of nowhere and not, like, having all these signs is way fucking more scary than what they set up as, you know, in this movie. Um, That's my biggest gripe
2: with this is is that fact because it kind of takes that whole um, kind of blankness about Michael Myers where you don't really – have a character there. He's kind of like the embodiment of just evil. Yeah. And it, it just kind of takes the mystique out of the whole thing with how yeah. Rob did it with this. Because Yeah, I mean, granted, it's probably more grounded in reality uh, in that aspect with him being more of a psychopath and being kind of pushed to that point. But then yeah. also you, you add in because Rob Zombie has to have that whole white trash thing going on, yeah. and that really kind of kills it for me too. Yeah. Um, and that's why, 'cause like I've seen fan edits of this where they kind of cut out the majority of the beginning part, yeah, and it makes it just so much better yeah.
1: well, th- and that's so that's my thing like you take you take that beginning of that movie and the 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 psychiatric hospital stuff with him as a kid is just even worse, like it the only thing that of that that I kind of like is the mask making like in mm-hmm. that that outlet of like because that's where he pours it into him being like that's his outlet into the world but like sure. everything else in there is just like you don't need to do this and I like you said I his redneck characters i just like he just overdoes it right they're like mm-hmm. too over the top and it's like one or two fine, but man, you kind of just make it like his stepdad is one of the worst characters in the world. His, or whatever mm. that guy is, uh, uh, his, like his mom's like sucks, but she's not as bad as the rest of them. His, his sister sucks. Like yeah. the fucking kids that are fucking with him. Like everyone sucks in the beginning of this movie. And you're just like, you wonder why this kid snapped. And it's like, uh, but you don't, but that giving that explanation is just like, but we don't want that. We don't want to know why he exactly. is what he is. He's just born that way. Is way more scary because it's not like that's like the nature versus this. I mean, like it's like it feels like because you, his parents are so mysterious in the original one, right? Because you just see him come home and find him. Like it's that, that, that one, that feels like nature. Right. And this one feels like nurture. And I, I think nature is always scarier to me. Oh, for sure.
2: Without a, without a doubt.
3: And, you know, I agree because, so, and here's what I'm going to say. I agree. Then I also am going to go with a disagree at the same time. And the reason why, and I'll tell you, so I do agree. I believe that every slasher is a supernaturalness to them. You know, like, I mean, look at Jason, how was he some regular boy? And then all of a sudden he's a corpse walking out from the ground under and killing campers again. I mean, Freddie, he's a supernatural sleep demon Uh, that slashes through his victims you know and all that and then of course michael he's the embodiment of evil but i do like rob zombie's take in a way on this just a little bit the reason being is i like how rob zombie can show you like a psychological way into the mind of a slasher like just a regular slasher who becomes a brute and the reason you know you see michael he just gets bullied his stepdad's shitty as fuck we all know we fucking hate him his sister's mean to him uh, his mom again, she does kind of suck, but you know she's kind of nice to Michael. then uh, the kids bully him of course and you know you just watch that mental edge of him. I think it's really interesting to see it as a different take. And I think that's the thing that we sometimes kind of watch movies of like remakes not we gotta kind of go with it as a, like a new mindset because this is someone else's take on it. Um, but I got to say, I think the whole him being, you know, psychologically and emotionally mentally abused, it just, you know, it just, it gets to you and it's just like, you know what? Fuck it. I hate these people. Let's just kill them. You know, like just have that mental snap to it. And, but yeah. I do believe that every slasher does need that supernatural embodiment because at the end of the day, it does just make Michael a regular human, you know? Nothing special to him. He can't, you know, if he got stabbed, he should really be going, or, oh, shit, that actually hurt. All right, I'm going to stop killing.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I think that, like, having him talk so much as a kid is a problem, too, right? I, yeah. It. Th-
2: and that's where I liked where they went with the uh, the asylum scenes because slowly yeah. and slowly more and more he stops talking.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: And I yeah. I actually like that because you kind of see that change in him. Yeah, and it, that I liked how it played out.
1: Yeah, I mean that and then he he doesn't talk the rest of the like like it they the he says die at the end of H oh, T right like he, yeah. but uh, the. The the child aspect of him being the only one who ever talks like after that is, I think, is cool. But, like, I, it, I don't, I don't think we're disagreeing. I think that the, the, we're, I think we're saying more that the, the redneck characters are, are just tougher to watch and, and just not in a good way. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. like that.
3: And, uh, I, I can see why y'all see that, you know, and I agree. Yeah. And, it is tougher to watch, um, yeah. you know, because, it's you know it, it really is i don't it's it's one of those things where it's kind of like for me it's like wordless but i agree and i can see where you come from, from it. you know what yeah. i'm saying yeah. um it is very tough to watch um i do agree that they i think rob really did too much white trashiness um but you know maybe that's his perspective maybe that's his ideology you know he's like hmm, what would fuck you up oh coming from a shitty white trash home you know what yeah. i mean like yeah you know, I mean, that's the way. I mean, sometimes it could be like that. You know, who knows? Um, so maybe that was like his intake on it.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: but I do mm-hmm. agree. Uh, Michael does talk a little too much um, in the beginning, and the origin, yeah, it it really is too long. You yeah. know, origins need to be kind of like, here we go, boom. You know, like Bruce Wayne's parents. He, they're walking alleyway, the la, la, la la shot. Bruce Wayne grows up to be Batman. You know, like yeah. it's not like forty minute of watching him grow up from the age five to like, boom, now he becomes Batman. you know what I'm
1: saying yeah, right i I actually think that one of my favorite things in both these movies of his, though, like is when you see like they've all this stuff that they've equated to like he's being shitty like the people are be around him are being shitty to him. but the thing that I do enjoy is Danny Trejo's character is yes. fucking the nicest person in the world to him for, for 15 years and then when he gets out nope he doesn't not give a fuck he fuck he fucking makes uh Trejo's he tortures that motherfucker more than he tortures anyone else in the entire like like both of these movies it feels like he fucking tortures that dude like he fucking almost drowns him and then yep. dr- like pulls a stew and drops a tv on his head um yeah. he fucks with him good and that's it where you go oh this motherfucker doesn't have like there's no soul or conscious in there at, at all which is i think one of the highlights of the early part of this movie yes. like it, it's very uh it does a good that's one of the better like oh this guy is there's no hope for him because I mean, you know it. If you've never seen these movies, like you, you've seen him kill enough motherfuckers at this point. Even in this one, he's killed like you don't even know how many people he killed in the hospital, right? Like right. you see him have killed like three or four people at least, um, and no, at least four because he killed the two the two rapey guys. And dude, that's another thing I don't like the rape scene in this. In the in the director's cut, is just like it feels completely unnecessary. Like it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't yeah. feel like what? you needed Whatever. it. Uh, and uh, I don't know. That's another thing. I'm just like, uh, it's just one
2: of those things that it was felt like it was just more for shock value versus you know, yeah, actual yeah. substance to the movie. It's just yeah. it was so unneeded.
1: Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it- Go ahead, lean.
3: Oh, uh, I was just gonna say it's yeah. It, it really is. It was. I'm sure it was just one of those. Oh my god, that's horrible. You're fucked up. You know. And yeah. It's like I hope you get your brains bashed out by Mikey but- over here. You know.
1: And that's what I think he was trying to do. I think he was trying to make you cheer for Michael. And it's just like, but you don't cheer for Michael. You cheer for Laurie Strode. Like that's the character you cheer for.
2: And yeah. Now uh, I
3: was going to say something like that. Oh, go ahead.
2: No, go ahead. I'll I'll, I'll go after what you have to say here.
3: All right. All I was going to say was, I think that was Rob Zombie's goal with this movie was to really make you want to like Michael, to be quite honest, because I Mm -hmm. mean, he has a tough origin. You know, people fuck with him. Everyone around him is, like, kind of sinister and twisted. The guards, for example. Uh, so, you know, I really believe that he just wants you to, like, root for Michael in this. You know, he wants Michael to look like the, kind of weirdly, like, the uh, anti-hero of this film. And that was kind of weird. But I did like Michael being very built and very tall. I, I like that a lot. Sure. I thought that was very cool. Tyler, main um, fucking, then,
1: is one of the best parts of this entire movie because his, for sure. he yes. just yes, he he's is. got the perfect fucking uh uh Michael Frame he's just massive as fuck he's just like brooding in like he does the head things well too mm-hmm. right like yeah. i i feel like you have to do that kind of stuff it's it's like why uh Kane is so good as Jason because he perfected the silent like you know the like turning his head and doing everything that Jason yeah. did and Tyler killed it i actually think he's probably one of the better people to have played uh, Michael and a lot has to do with him. And also they fucking killed his mask. His mask is fucking dope in this movie. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I do like how they introduce it in his, in the childhood this time. And because then when he gets it again, as an adult, it has that, that like dirty, grimy feel to the mask, which I, I feel is like, it's one of the better masks. Right. I, mm-hmm. I, I think I, I said it recently, but like, I, I think this mask is my second favorite mask or third favorite mask. Like, like it's either it goes to the original and then either this mask and then the 18, 2018 Halloween. Sure. Uh, probably up there, but they, uh, that's one of those things that they, they fucked, started fucking up real bad in like Halloween four, five, and six. And it's like they just kept making them worse and worse and worse. And it was yeah. just like, oh but this mask is dope man i i just i love the look of it and i love the what he did with it
2: for sure for sure um kind of going back here just a little bit here to where you guys are kind of talking a a little bit about how uh things kind of seem drug out and kind of long this movie actually was 121 minutes it's actually the longest halloween movie to date um which is amazing i mean it's over two fucking hours long. And it, it yeah. at, at times, it fucking feels like it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and especially yeah. with that beginning and everything, because like, like I said, there's fan edits out there that kind of get it down to about 90 minutes, and it feels like a fucking more... a better Halloween movie, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, overall. Uh, a couple of other things I kind of wanted to touch on, too, was regarding the budget with this movie, because this, this movie was made for about $15 million. It I went know. over to gross... $80 dollars worldwide during its its initial run in, in theaters so yeah. it 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 made bank you know for a, a, a low budget horror movie um and um, along with that Tyler maine is actually the tallest actor to portray Michael Myers because he's six uh, eight yeah. uh, and then scout uh, Taylor Compton before she uh, got the role of Laurie Strode. Actually, Emma Stone actually tried out in a ad- audition for the role, which I didn't know. Yeah. Which I think would have been interesting because obviously she went on two years later to be in *Zombieland*, which is kind of her big breaking point, you know, yeah. for breaking into the business. Yep. And when then was, the last
1: super bad in that time frame. Uh, super oh wait, Superbad no, super
2: bad was I think two thousand seven, yeah, Wasn't something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um, the last thing I wanted to bring up was uh, William Forsyth, who played Michael's stepdad in this, uh, or Ronnie, yeah. wh- whatever his name was. Yeah. Um, He, he had the, the injured leg in the movie. His leg was actually injured, and they worked that into the script uh, because of the fact oh. his leg was injured. Because originally he only had the arm brace, but because he had that injury, they just worked it into the script, which <laughs> he, I thought was pretty good.
1: He, he, it reminded me of, uh, if you ever watched the first season of Parks and Recs, like, mm-hmm. Chris, uh, Chris, what do you call him? Is like, he- or not Hamster? uh, Star-Lord, Chris Pratt is like the lazy piece of shit kind of thing. But yep. this is just like the mean version of that. <laughs> and, uh, it's okay. like, it just, I, 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 that's one of those things, man. The None of the dialogue, especially with the fan, like the beginning feels real. Mm-hmm. Like it, it doesn't feel like anyone would really say that. And that even carries over into like, when like Lori's like making like, pussy eating jokes with her mom uh, her stepmom at the like the beginning of like the current like timeline right is like i don't this doesn't feel like Lori like at that point right and it it's just because of his dialogue and that's why i was a little bit worried about monsters and it'll be interesting to see what he does but like it just it doesn't feel like real people and I think when you don't have sympathy for, I, I say this all the time. Like I don't shut up about midsummer. Midsummer is like, it's like, why do I hate this movie? Because I don't hate this movie, but like you hate every single character in a movie in this movie. And yep. it's the same kind of thing where you, you don't like very many characters in this movie. Like Daniel Harris is not that bad. And like, she's, she's a pretty decent character in it. Um, And her, her friend is uh, her slutty friend, uh, is pretty decent too but like mm-hmm. most of the characters in the movie are just like eh. I mean Brad dorff kills it yep. he's like he's so good as the the sheriff um but yeah, he's it's kind of the weird. heart of both like, of these movies yeah yeah cuz dude i i don't even know like i know he doesn't hate women but like especially what, he, what zombie does to daniel harris in these two movies you're just like uh yeah. it just it, it feels like <laughs> Gross, like, and he it, it, it's it's bad in this one, but like it's it, worse what happens during this in two. But oh, it's, like, for it's sure. just like, uh, it it doesn't make any sense either. Like, like Myers in none of the originals did he ever torture people, right? He no, just killed them, right? So, yeah. I, I mean, you go to 2018 and he knocks that motherfucker's teeth out, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh. Uh.
2: So, you know, we we had the whole beginning with this movie where we see his childhood and that gets played out. We see the... The asylum scenes and that gets played out with his interaction with Loomis and everything kind of building that relationship. Then we switch over to present day and this is where we get the actual remake of the first movie. Yeah. And it's all done fairly quickly, you know, because it's all done within about an hour's time, (laughs) you know. Yeah. With where he escapes and then, you know, everything with Laurie and her friends and all that. And him following her and everything basically that happened in the first movie.
1: It doesn't. Build up the tension like the original Halloween did. Mm -mm. Like because he's stalking them for like most of that first movie because they don't waste all the time on the kids' stuff, right? Yep. Um and so that like it doesn't it it feels way more rushed. And I was like watching it again for the first time in a while, and I'm like, man, this ending feels rushed, which is crazy with how much time you spent on the beginning. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh
2: it's almost like it it, it yeah, almost no, feels like he he was like, "Oh shit, this movie's going to be like 3 hours long. We need to cut some stuff out of here."
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um you know, and I will say this, I definitely can agree with that. Definitely um and is it me but I, but does the kill count feel a little low in here? Like you know and and Halloween I feel like uh I feel like Michael's definitely, it's definitely never been too high. Uh, But I definitely feel like for Rob Zombie, it was a little low, to be quite honest. Um, He kills
1: a lot of people. It just, they don't show a whole lot of it. Like that, I was saying before, like that, that break, when he breaks out of the hospital, you don't know how many fuckers he killed. You see like two bodies, like after he destroys the fucking rapist, but like, and then you see he kills Danny Trejo. He kills a, a guard. So you see five bodies, right? And you, mm-hmm. you don't. He probably killed more than that, but they don't show it. Um, and then he kills what? He kills the the guy he gets the jumpsuit from. Yep. And then oh, yeah. he kills the uh, the the normal ones from like the Halloween movie, right? He kills the yep. uh, he Bob kills Linda.
2: the
1: yeah and is that all
2: uh well no then then you have the beginning where he kills the two boys
1: yeah he kills a
2: bunch of animals you know then he kills his sister her boyfriend and his stepfather
1: dude that that fucking baseball bat to the back of the head is just fucking brutal too Mm -hmm. like it's i that's the thing that is if you're just going into a movie for pure brutal violence these movies nailed that like it's they're like over the, the the coat the throat cut at the beginning on his stepfather is fucked up. Um, just the way that he
2: stares at him too afterwards.
1: Yeah, and yeah. and it's uh, it's it's so much more fucked up because of the duct tape with him lock you know locking him down and doing it and it makes sense because but like in the original he only killed his sister right yep. he killed his sister and that was all um, so like you you're taking three times many. he only killed like what four or five people in the original Halloween. So he like basic, basically breaks the body count before he's like, even in his full Halloween costume right. <laughs> in this one. So,
3: um, okay. You're right. If we include that. Yeah. it's definitely a high body count. I was incorrect. I'll take, yeah. I'll take the L on that one.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, none of the, the, you were right though. Like he doesn't kill a whole lot of people in any of the original Halloween movies. Like, yeah, you look at like, does he kill the most people in five? I don't know when he turns into Jason Voorhees and is like using a sickle <laughs> and shit like that. But like, he you know never,
3: when he brought back the witches, number five, no,
1: that's six, isn't it? I don't know. I never saw six. The druids I... is in six, yeah, yeah, okay, because that's, that's the end of
2: the Thorn trilogy,
1: yeah. I, I, yeah, it, I mean, he should never have survived after four, for being honest, right? Because he, he got shot. A, A thousand dog. times at the end of four. Right. So
2: yeah.
3: Well, as I quote Dr. Loomis, I shot him six times, but there's yeah. no heart.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's funny. Cause like when, uh, when uh, Loomis goes and buys the gun in this one, like I, I love how the guy is trying to sell him. Like you're like, Oh yeah. I, I would like to know what Loomis told this guy he was going after because he, he buys the three fifty seven Magnum and you're like, damn, that and fucking lori how many times does she miss michael in this movie i mean a lot (laughs) yeah it's just like uh she missed him like four times Uh,
3: i mean if we're if we're being like real here about that i mean to be quite honest if i was in the same situation fuck man i'd be shooting the roof i'd be shooting the ceiling i'd shoot my
1: leg twice i would how how do you miss tyler mean how do you miss him he's like nine feet tall and like three feet like <laughs> six feet wide the motherfucker is huge like yeah
3: I ner- that's why i'd get too nervous and just yeah. shoot myself in the foot and actually like fuck uh, i'm supposed to shoot him not me yeah uh that's that's how i would
1: be you know the thing is like like <laughs> the other thing that i find uh, kind of goofy i do like sid haig's like brief appearance in this movie yes um but like He quotes like Michael, like that gravestone weighed 2,000 pounds, and then they show it and it's just the cross later on. And they're like, he Rob changed it up from being that normal, like, you know, normal shaped tombstone into the, the cross. And you're like, Yep. One, how did his, his like stripper mom afford that? Um, and two, it's like, how did that little fucker get a hold of the the nudie ad with his mom in it? That's the next question, right? <laughs> the little <laughs> shit.
3: Uh, he said he got it from his old man, right? Or no, no, no. His old man got a lap dance from his mom, is what
1: he says. So yeah, no, he was I talking have... about his mom like blowing his dad or something like that, or his brother or something like that, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, something.
2: Yeah.
1: I did. Sid, Sid Haig's, like little scene in this movie is pretty good. It's just Sid Haig being. Eccentric Sid Haig, right? Mm-hmm. So it was that what? was entertaining. Was he was what the was the, the graveyard guy who took a Loomis to the gravestone.
2: Holy shit, you're right. It I was, did a, not it was a blink and you'll miss off. it kind of appearance.
1: Yeah, he's just such a unique looking motherfucker, right? Like right. he like has that weird look that that's why he played was so good as Captain Spalding because he just has that such a unique cool look to him, right? Yep. So yeah.
3: Rest um, in peace to the master of clowns.
1: He oh, man, that guy died something. right after, like, but right after uh, three from hell came out, right? Or mm-hmm. they were like on the red carpet, and then a couple days later, he died, or something, or he didn't show something. up at the premiere and then died, or something like that. It was crazy, yeah. Like, it was, like,
2: it was right around the time of the release, it was kind of bad timing, yeah.
1: <laughs> man. I have to say, how old was Danielle Harris when this movie came out? Because she looks like a teenager, but she was born in, holy fuck. She was, she was, was in like her 30s. 30. She was like 30 because it came out in 2007, right? Yeah. Yeah, so she was like 30. Um, she looks good, man. Like It's funny how like often these actors don't look like they're high schoolers. She still looked like she could have been a high schooler, yeah. right? Um. That's what I was laughing about the Scream TV show. I, mean, I kept making jokes when I was watching it with my wife. I was like, "Yeah, they're uh they're up for their social security next week because all the characters look like about thirty on that show, like the the high school characters, right?"
2: So, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Love it.
1: So, do you do you think that uh, the I I feel like the stalking of Michael kind of got really toned down because of the rushing aspect of this, right? Yeah. And and I think that's one of the biggest problems I have with it. I, I feel like you took all the – you focused all your energy on the wrong parts of Michael Myers. And it's it's kind of why, like, watching both these movies again, there's a lot of things in the second movie I like because he he went away from his mistakes in this one. And you could say he made bigger mistakes. But um, I just don't think you got that that ability to be that character that you're just – I mean, there's a reason why he called him the shape, right? Because he's like in the shadows watching and just, you know, ready to fuck you up. And you don't have as much of that because he's more of a he's just a killing machine that isn't like mysterious anymore. Right.
2: Right. Right.
3: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I can agree with that, you know, and like that's I mean, even if you play like for example to some people, if you play like uh Dead by Daylight, one of his biggest traits is being stalker. Yeah. Um that's how you build up your strength and all it. But yeah, Michael's definitely known for his stalking, and I think that's honestly what has probably made Michael Myers the most creepiest character ever was the stalking. I mean, think about it. Could you imagine just this plain mask, dude in a jumpsuit? Looking at you, just staring you down. I mean, honestly, I would be more creeped out from that than him just stabbing me. Uh, yeah. And I think that's what built the intenseness to the original Halloween was the stalking. I mean, the part where Lori's like just crying, she's holding the knife, and you just see the that ominous face just creep slowly out of the darkness. That yeah. that is the creepiest scene in Halloween. I mean, it just it just is. You yeah. know, what I mean, and it's a really good one. But yeah, I agree with you. I definitely think. They focus less on the stalking and more on just being like a brute killer.
1: I I also yeah. think you he, he did himself a disservice where he has the girls just making lewd comments at him, like like in that scene where he's like following him home, and like it wakes it way worse when you're just you have like these three te- uh, high school girls just mocking your your killer, right? Right. <laughs> it's yeah. It, it like it doesn't work like it did like with. the clown and terrifier like they you have the two characters just fucking with art and you're sitting there you're like this motherfucker does not care and i like this it it it, and saying it was bad but it just it it, it's more of that you're losing that mystique yet again a little bit right so
2: nope i i agree and and a lot of that it it has to come down to just the the pacing issues with the movie because the movie definitely has patient pacing issues and so when you focus half your movie on before he even becomes the killer that we know and love and only an hour on the actual remake itself. It's just like you're bound to have the pacing issues and not having the ability to have him stalk like he he was. And, you know, maybe that was an artistic decision to make him more of just a brute instead of a stalker, you know. That could have been just something Zombie decided to do. And, you know, it is what it is. But at the end of the day, it's just, it it like I said in the beginning, it kind of made him lose the mystique. I, I still like the movie. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm i not meaning to like harp on this movie because I actually really like this movie a lot. But yeah, it's just... No, it's a movie. It's just he he's not the same michael myers that we we know and love yeah. where he's the stalker you know hiding in the shadows right. like you guys were saying so it's 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 just one of those things and then but i mean with that being said like the end of this movie i did like the the chase scene between him and lori and how yeah. you know that cuz that gets really fucking intense and yeah. and it's actually yeah, pretty yeah. good
1: yeah the uh him slamming that 2 by 4 into the ceiling is one of the better shots in the movie uh, mm-hmm. and him just fucking destroying everything. It's like, it, it shows you that like he has, he's not like just completely brainless. Like he's right. got like, he's thinking about things and, and going, Oh, where is she kind of thing? And that's yeah. one of the better, like I that, that scene is particular where like he's, she's in the ceiling and he's going, it kind of reminds me of the, 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 the the uh, trash shoot scene with Daniel Harris in Five, yeah. um, yep, um, and yep. that's it because it's one of those. It's like that claustrophobic. It also kind of feels like the scene from Die Hard, um, but <laughs> with uh Michael Myers instead of a guy shooting into an air vent, but, right? <laughs> yeah, um, that scene is is pretty dope. And then like the just some just him. He's kinda of like the juggernaut. Like he's just destroying walls and doors and mm. everything. And it's it's pretty uh that's one of those things I do enjoy. Like when he's like just fucking up anything in his way. Um and it's more like it it takes that thing where like I think they don't take uh they don't take as much of like, you know, him sneaking around. Like he doesn't teleport like can, he felt like he teleported in the originals, kinda of like Voorhees, yep. right? Um and this one, it's just like, nah. He's just, he's just on top of you, and he's just, he, he, when he's on top of you, you're, you're fucked because he's turning heads backwards and just fucking shit up. So,
2: right, for sure.
3: Yeah, no, and um, I, I definitely think that's what. I think that's, you know, I'm going to go back to what I said earlier. When you watch Rob Zombie's Halloween, if you've never seen it, you have to go into it with a different mind if you've seen the original Halloweens and Mm -hmm. all that. You have to go into, like, a new mind. Like, you've never seen this Halloween before and all that. I think that's what will make it a really good experience for you because, again, Michael is, he's more brawny, so he's more brutish. Um, He doesn't stalk um, very much. Uh, He also, like, as you stated earlier, he really does think about it. You know, he's not just like... You know, like uh, from the original Halloween, instead of just bang, right through the closet, you know, he's like, all right, I got to think about this. Um, so yeah, he's he's definitely a different Michael, but he's not a bad Michael. Tyler Maine aced the shit yeah. out of this role. You know, he, I will say it, I really do feel like, honestly, out of all the actors, Tyler Maine carried it and he doesn't even really talk, you know, yeah. until, of course, too. So yeah, um, you know, and... You know, and I—the one thing that I love, I love one thing. You want to keep me attracted to your movies? Your directing—it's got to be your directing for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the story I'll probably end up just liking, blah blah blah. But I love Rob Zombie's directing in here because it really feels like Halloween, like the autumn leaves, the—I could smell the autumn in this yeah. movie. I know that sounds weird, but I can. And it's just, it just—it really makes you feel like it's actually October. And I'm like, and it's like, oh, I love it. You know, it's just. It's, it's phenomenal, you
1: know? yeah. The guy knows how to shoot visuals, like that's why, like, he, he has that when he started shooting his own music videos, like back in the white zombie days, like mm-hmm. so a, a long time ago. He uh, you can tell he's got an eye for doing cool, unique shots, and it is like I still look at like the there are a lot of cool shots in this movie. I think that the shots in two are superior in a lot of ways because. He 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 breaks so far away from the formula of the original Halloween, and it, he even gets to make a like the that opening shot is scene of H two with the 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 hospital is so well shot. Yep. Um. But like this this whole movie is just like so well shot, and it's just like I just feel like you don't get to celebrate what he does, he doesn't do these wide shots because everything is so claustrophobic for most of this movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Because you're, you're indoors all the time and you're, you're just in these confined spaces. And I don't think he gets to shoot as cool of shots. Like that Their drone shots in number two are fucking fantastic. Yep. Right. And like, it's one of those things where I just think he having, I just think that him trying to remake Halloween and not he it's weird he wasn't zombie enough and also was too zombie at the same time you know what i mean right it's it's not like a simple like oh he just made it because the beginning is so overly zombie and then like the rest of it is so like not as much zombie and so it's weird so it's like a it's a weird like combination of things of what happened and why that movie it is and right it, it's interesting it, like again I, I really would have liked to see what he would have come up with with the original and I, I bet you a lot of the stuff with like being that shot for shot was from Weinstein I think I've heard interviews that it was like Weinstein was very adamant that like no it's gonna be like exactly like Halloween I think and I think that caused a lot of the you know we we're talking about like he was doing a zombie movie and then he was like had to do a remake of Halloween at the same time you know and that it, it fuck stay out of the director's movie. That's all I say, right? Stay out of the director's movie. Let them make their fucking vision. If you hired them, let them do their fucking job,
2: exactly hmm. for sure.
3: Yeah, I can agree with that. I uh, it, it, it's such a it, it really is such a downside, unfortunately. in, uh, I guess Hollywood, um, yeah. for directors sometimes when their visions get taken and like played around with and edited 10,000 times. That's why when you watch a director's cut. 99% of the time, it is phenomenal. It's like, why couldn't we have gotten this? Like, Snyder's Cut to Justice League. Phenomenal. Um, what else am I trying to think of? Uh, the Batman versus Superman Director's Cut. Phenomenal. Like, it's just... Well you get to see what they had in mind and what yeah. they wanted, it normally works out really well. So, yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that. Please, by all means, let the directors have their vision and just let them keep it because, I mean, that's why they make movies. It's their idea. It's what they want, you know?
1: Yeah. I think you compare this movie to, like, every one of his movie, other movies, too. Like, it's the least weird. Like Yeah. <laughs> it, like, yeah. you compare it to, like, even, like, 31, which has – like the friggin' midget Hitler running around, killing people like shit like that is just out there and bonkers. And it's like, he doesn't have as much of that. Like he has that redneck element. And I think, I think when you're, you're doing his style, the the closer to being grounded, you are like the, his love of like hillbilly characters is is a detriment. Not a, you know, yeah, it's not a good thing. Like, I think that's one of the reasons why the uh, house of a thousand corpses works so well. Cause you have those normal, teenager characters to like balance out the crazy redneckery, right yep yeah so yeah
3: um yeah no uh i i agree with you halloween uh one i let me space this one out let me be more specific rob zombie halloween one is less weird but then when you get to number two yeah that that has the real rob zombie intake on it with the weirdness um but yeah no it is definitely a very less weird one um and and it's really sometimes hard to believe that it's a zombie film, you know, because of that. It really mm-hmm. is. You know, Rob Zombie, he is a phen- he is a very phenomenal mind. He's a very interesting guy. Uh, but, yeah, he definitely – he's definitely got – you know, he just thinks weird, which is pretty cool, you know. I, I really like a lot of his vision and intake. right? Um, but, yeah, for – this is, like, super organic, and it clearly has the – has, like, a basic – Non craziness formula to it, so that is very weird for a zombie film. Mm-hmm. Not you mentioned it. not even thinking about it until now. Um, yep,
2: no, hundred percent. So, with with all that being said here, uh, just to kind of wrap things up, if you guys were to rate this movie and kind of final thoughts, also, um, what would you guys rate this movie?
1: Lane, you can go first.
3: All right, I'll. Uh, thank you, appreciate you, Rod. By the way, <laughs> Uh so. I'll give it a five. Uh, you know, I loved it. Uh, I have very minimal complaints against the movie. I love the directing. I love the cast. I love the character. Uh, I just love a lot about it. So yeah, I'm going to give it a five. I'm very generous though. That's me. I love all my movies. <laughs> all right.
1: Uh, I'm going to give this movie a two out of five. I, I just, the pacing, it, the pacing fucking kills me in the characters, especially the characters in the beginning. I Once he gets to be, zombie and he gets to be brutal and gets to uh, run around and be michael myers i really do enjoy the last 40 minutes an hour of it but man i the beginning of it just drags me down and i just i don't like any of the characters i don't like michael having his mysterious nature taken away from him i like i actually you know it's funny because i do like the i think the little kid isn't terrible for like a little 10 year old trying to be play a crazy person um but like yeah, it, it just it, it it stumbles out of the, the the starting block way too much for what what I wanted and like as I said it it it's this weird in-between of zombie and not zombie where right. it's zombie directing it and doing all this stuff but also trying to make the original Halloween again and it's John Carpenter is subtle. Or can be subtle, right? This movie isn't subtle. And so it's like, (laughs) that's another issue that's like, but I do enjoy it. I could watch this movie again, but like, man, I I don't know why as I've gotten older, like that, that beginning of this movie, watching it, I rewatched both of these on Sunday and I'm like, oh, this, this is, this is kind of painful to start. Right. So (laughs) that's, I, I, I don't want it to sound like I, it's the worst movie ever. I can watch this movie, but man, that, that beginning it just, it, it, it takes the life out of me. And then the ending goes and it starts being Michael, uh, Michael doing Michael things. I like it way more, but yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Very I'm good. Right, in right now to kick you off the network. Interesting. I mean,
1: that's, a, that's fine with me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Jesus. All right, so for me, I'm, I'm going to give this a 3 out of 5. Uh, like I said, I, I do actually like this movie, even though I had a lot of critical things to say about the movie. At the end of the day, I, I really do enjoy watching the movie. It does have its pacing issues. I, I really don't like the whole beginning with him as a kid before the asylum. They could have edited that down to like a 5-minute or less segment. Of him, you know, killing his sister and leaving out the other characters that he killed, and that would have been perfect. Um, I I do like the kind of descent with him in the the asylum and that kind of thing, but yeah, like you said, it it kind of feels like almost it it just it's it the pacing is just so rough with the movie, it kind of brings it down. But Brad Dorff definitely is like a highlight for this movie, and. I also love the look of Michael in this too. I, I love the look of the mask and whatnot. It it is definitely high up there, with with the looks. Um, so I I do like that and appreciate that especially because Zombie definitely took care of like making sure that you know the mask that they represented in the movie didn't look shitty and didn't look generic. It it definitely yeah. looked good, which was hey, nice.
1: Yes. I do have one question you now you brought up, and I thought about this earlier, and I forgot to ask you guys. Why did they change the g- jumpsuit to green? You can't tell for most of the movie because it's so dark after he puts it on, but that jumpsuit's green. Like, mm-hmm. it's dark, like, forest green instead of dark blue. I'm wondering why he did that. Um, he might wanted a career
3: as a trash man. Don't you
1: judge here. <laughs> I mean, I don't know where. I mean, he got it from the, the, the uh, black guy from the old, like, all the old uh, B movies. Uh,
2: Dawn of the Dead.
1: Yeah, that guy who's in that's one of those things. Zombie reminds me of Tarantino a lot, where his love of old films and that's where he brings a lot of these actors into it, and that's yeah. always cool to me. So,
2: oh for sure. And oh, yeah. so yeah, so ultimately, uh, like I was saying, I I, I like the movie. I, I do watch it quite a bit. It is one I definitely revisit more than like say Halloween Five and Halloween Resurrection.
1: Yeah. But
2: um, it it definitely has its issues, but at the same time. There's actually a lot to like about it. It's just that if the pacing was a little bit better, um, I think it could have done so much more, you know, and then just eliminated some of the, the big stuff in the beginning. Shorten that yeah. up. You could have had a very competent movie.
1: I don't know if there's anywhere documenting if Zombie like said it out loud, like, what exactly, how bad Weinstein fucked with them. But, it like, I want to know because, like, I feel that that's what like that, that, that weird feeling that you're getting from that movie where it feels like zombie going two directions. I I'm pretty sure from everything I've read is from Weinstein. And mm-hmm. so it, it, it just, it, you go, why do you fuck with directors? It just doesn't make sense to me. And yeah. I understand it's a money game, but man, if you let directors do their thing, that's when you get fucking really cool work.
2: Right, yeah, I I don't know too much about the production issues with the first one. I know the second one there was a lot because him, yeah. him and the Weinsteins clashed a lot with the second. Yeah, movie. it
1: it got real bad, and we'll talk about that when we talk about number yeah. two. But like it, it, they fucked with him in the first one. Like in like everyone that came back was like, oh, it can't be bad because like Zombie made a point that they were
2: gonna be have a better thing. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so we'll, we'll talk about that next week. But just to kind of wrap things up here, we'd also love to know what you guys think. You can always reach out to, to us through our social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at CLS Podcast. Um, I do hope that you guys enjoyed this week's episode talking about Rob Zombie's Halloween. Uh, we'll be back next week with Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, and uh, Lane and Rod will be joining me for that as well. So look forward to that. Uh, but until next time, keep it spooky. I will see you all next week.
3: Bye.
0: This episode of the Crystal Lake Soldiers Podcast is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Check us out at www.clspodcast.com or join in the conversation on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All at CLS Podcast. Until next time, stay safe Cappers.